From Creation Ministries International, you're listening to Creation.com's article podcast. The research and insights that give God the glory, refutes evolution, and gives you the answers to defend your faith. I'm Joseph Darnell. Owls are intriguing, majestic birds with their large eyes, ear-like tufts on their heads, noiseless flight, and characteristic nighttime hoots. They live on every continent, except Antarctica. These birds are solitary and usually active during twilight or at night. Some species, such as the burrowing owl and the short-eared owl, are active during the day. Owls eat insects and or small animals, such as rodents. Some species, such as the Eurasian eagle owl, have been known to kill roe deer fawns. Two families of owls are known today. The true owls are 25 genera and 190 species, and the barn owls with two genera and 20 species. True owls can have what looks like ear tufts, but they're just symmetrical displays of feathers which are not actually ears. They also have large eyes and smaller beaks. Meanwhile, barn owls have heart-shaped faces and long legs. Their eyes are generally smaller than those of true owls, and their bills longer. Owls range in size from 5 inches high for the elf owl to the great gray owl reaching a stature of 2 feet and 9 inches. As opposed to other birds, female owls are larger and more colorful than the males. Owls have characteristically large eyes, which can be up to 5% of their body weight, a hundred times the ratio in humans. Their eyes are much more sensitive than ours to light and motion, and contain a relatively high density of light-detecting rod cells used in night vision in all creatures. There are up to 1 million rod cells per square millimeter in an owl's eye compared to about 200,000 per square millimeter in a human's. And unlike many other birds, Owls have forward-facing eyes, with a field of vision overlapping for both eyes. This is called binocular vision, present in birds of prey. However, only owls have bony structures called sclerotic rings, which hold their tube-shaped eyes in place. So they cannot roll their eyes, but have to turn their heads to view their environment. However, owls can turn their heads 270 degrees in either direction or even upside down. For this, they have 14 vertebrae in their necks, twice the number in humans. They also have a third transparent eyelid, called a nictitating eyelid or membrane. This can be drawn over their eye to moisten or protect it. Besides their acute night vision, owls also rely on the sound of prey when hunting at night. Their hearing is highly sophisticated and very sensitive. The great gray owl can hear the squeak of a mouse over half a mile away. Many owls have a disc-shaped face, funneling sound towards its ears, which are on their facial disc covered by feathers. This functions like a satellite dish and can also be moved by special muscles on the owl's skull to adjust the focal length like how our eye's lens changes shape to focus light from different distances. Owl's ears are located under the feathers covering the facial disc. In many species, the ears are placed asymmetrically. This helps the owl locate its prey in three dimensions, 
When hunting, the owl will turn its head left or right until sound waves from the prey reach both ears at once. Then, based on the difference in sound levels from above or below, the owl will move its head up or down to locate its prey. This targeting mechanism is so precise that the owl can locate prey within 1.5 degrees both vertically and horizontally. Owls must fly almost silently when hunting so that they don't alert their prey to their arrival. One feature is the large wings enabling slow flight, which is less noisy. Air turbulence is broken down by comb-like structures on the primary feathers of the leading edge of the owl's wing. The jagged edges of the owl's secondary feathers further reduce air turbulence. The barbules of most owl feathers have hair-like structures. These give a velvety feel to the wings, allowing the feathers to slide on one another soundlessly. It also increases the porosity of the wing, further reducing noise. This has inspired engineers to design quieter fan blades for computers. Owl species that hunt only fish and insects, which can't hear the sound of a flying owl, do not have these sound-dampening traits. The original kind may have lost these through information-destroying mutations. Natural selection would not eliminate such mutations if the features they were corrupting had no effect on survival ability. We'll explore more of Owl's amazing God-given features after this short break. For the past few years, the intelligent design movement has captured headlines and ignited controversy around the world. But in the process, that incredible challenge to the dominant Darwinian naturalism of our time means backing away from a clear stand for the truth of the Bible. Now creationist heavyweight Dr. Jonathan Sarfati, whose refuting evolution has the most copies in print of any creation book ever, challenges this mindset head-on with a book titled By Design. It is a lasting definitive work on design by a leading biblical creationist. Dr. Sarfati presents case after case for amazing design in the living world and demolishes theories of chemical evolution of the first life. Yet unlike any in the prominent intelligent design movement, he is upfront about the truth of the Bible. This enables him to refute many anti-design arguments and answer the key question, who is the designer? Get by design from the creation.com online store. Before the fall, there was no death of sentient animals. Every beast and bird ate plants for food, as it tells us in Genesis 1.30. Owls therefore only became carnivorous after the fall, though likely eating insects all along. So, did the owl features that aid in hunting ronets, for example, arise afterwards? Perhaps some did. Just as after the fall the serpent was to slither on its stomach, the genes for some of the design features which make owls efficient predators could have been created or at least activated at that time, because God foreknew the fall. But not all features used for hunting nowadays need to have been designed for that purpose. There are animals with sharp teeth which only eat plants, for example fruit bats. Similarly, before the fall, owls could have used their sharp bills and talons for eating plants. The palm nut vulture, in all morphological respects a bird of prey, still does this. The owl's sound location ability is presumably useful for locating insects even today and pre-fall may have also been used to find mates. Owls swallow their food without chewing. 
The first food goes into the granular part of its two-part stomach, where acids and enzymes break down the food for easier digestion. Then the food passes to the second part, the gizzard, where the indigestible parts of the food, like fur, feathers, and bones, are compacted into a pellet. The pellet then moves back into the granular stomach and is later regurgitated. Pellets are gray or black and can be found in forest areas or barns. Their contents tell us about an owl's diet and the type of prey species in that particular area. It is natural to see the two major divisions in owls today as reflecting two separate created kinds or baromens. However, there is a fossil owl that has traits of both of the owl kinds, as well as its own unique traits. So there might be only one owl baromen of which the fossil is the ancestral form. It is possible that this type of owl living before the flood reflected more of the total information in its kind before greater specialization and diversification emerged in later times. Some of that information is no longer present in today's owls, as suggested by the extinct fossil species, the giant Cuban owl. It was over one meter tall. Not surprisingly, there is no evidence in fossils supporting the idea that owls evolved. The supposedly oldest owl fossil is allegedly 61.7 to 56.8 million years old. Yet, it looks just like an owl. Owls are interesting animals with a complex visual and hearing system. They speak of God's design rather than evolution by random chance. It makes much more sense to believe what God's word says about these animals as opposed to evolutionary theory. The Creation.com article podcast is hosted by me, Joseph Darnell, and produced out of the U.S. studio of Creation Ministries International. Learn more about our ministry at creation.com. This episode's article was written by Matthew Cherhadi. Our speakers and scientists host a really cool talk show called Creation.com Talk, which you can find right here in your podcast app or on our YouTube channel. And get in touch if you want to arrange to have one of our creationist speakers visit your church. If you'd like to help us, become a monthly supporter making a donation at creation.com donate. You can also help out by telling your friends to check out Creation Magazine. Be sure to follow Creation Ministries International on Facebook and Instagram, or subscribe to our free e-newsletter. From everyone at creation.com, thanks for listening.